In this podcast, we speak about a variety of topics, including mental health, suicide, BPD, and multiple split personality disorder. If you want to get any advice about these issues, please consult a medical healthcare professional or visit www.centerformentalhealth.org.uk. Please be careful when taking information off Google and please do not make any final decisions. I am no psychologist, so please visit nhs.uk or consult a healthcare professional if an emergency. If an emergency, call NHS 111 or contact the emergency services on 999. You can also contact Samaritans at 116123. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Malavision, the podcast that gives you the vision and the voice to be heard. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the podcast which gives you the voice and the vision to be heard. My name is Malachi, your host. Today I am joined by David Johnson. So could you please start by telling me a little bit about you? Um, I'm 33. Um, I suffer with mental health illnesses. Um, I'm a schizophrenic, bipolar, type 1, multiple and split personality with autism. And how how is that with all those conditions? How do you cope? With great difficulty. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie. It is a struggle on a day-to-day basis. Um, to get the motivation to even get out of bed is a challenge on itself. Why did you start um, start this journey on TikTok, you know, promoting mental health? Because the problem is with the UK NHS, um, they're so overwhelmed. Um, there, there is not enough help. And for people that do struggle, um, there is no, there's not really many services on, a, on an evening where people like to start overthinking their mental health kicks right in. And they just are generally alone. And I felt like that way for a long time. So I I wanted to aim at creating a community where people could feel safe and talk without feeling persecuted or judged for having a mental health illness or be told that that it's too scary for other people to cope with. It's not, it's not. Not scary for them. Try living with the problem yourself. Is yeah. that, that that's terrifying? When you were diagnosed with your condition, how how did you react? You know, with all your conditions. Um. So yeah, when I got diagnosed, um, it was the case of here's your diagnosis. Um, here's a leaflet. Um, crack on. Um, so there wasn't really much help or guidance for people. With like the like when you get diagnosed, you just get a leaflet, and that leaflet will have your diagnosis on it and some links and some a little bit of information. It doesn't give you the full information, so you do end up generally having to go research it yourself, which I think is shocking. Um, but it doesn't ever tell you how to live with your condition. And do you think that that's what you try and do on TikTok, try and show people how they can get through a day-to-day with their issues? Uh, basically, I, I just want to show people that there is, obviously, there is a positive outlook of having mental health, um, the struggles with 
when people feel like they're alone, they feel that they're locked off from the rest of the world. This community I do on live proves that you're not alone. You're not struggling alone. And we will all, we can all do this together. We can all beat it together. Definitely. And, you know, it seems that you've had, you know, experience with it. So have you ever had experience with accessing um, NHS mental health services? Um, I Yeah, I've spent years with the NHS, um, mental health teams, um, psychiatrists, um, but none of them. Um, uh, the problem is, unless you're extremely suicidal or try to um, end your life, overdose, um, something like that, it's the only time that you like, I've been sectioned a couple of times, um, and the only time that they really help is, yeah, if you get to that state, stage but why should we have to get to that stage before somebody steps in and out which is the reason why I started this whole mental health awareness and I think I see on TikTok and even in some cases when people are sectioned it you know sometimes they're sectioned for the wrong reasons so have you ever experienced that do you feel like it was right that you were sectioned um no I do like the problem is, like, when we get so stressed out and we go into um, what they, what the NHS like to call psychosis, um, yeah. they they like to say that you still can't control your body, you don't control your actions. Um, we, we absolutely do. The problem is, is they've never gone through it themselves. And have you ever seen somebody in such a state that they're so upset that? They, they literally just don't know what to do, so they get even worse. And somebody trying to pin them down, restrain them, or telling them to calm down is, like, the last thing that we want to hear. We just need, like, that moral support, whether it's from a close friend, whether it's from a family member. We just need that one person to go, look, everything's all right, I am here for you. And a lot of people don't have that. And have you had that growing up? Have you had family and friendship support or not really? Um, I No, I didn't, which is um, a lot of my family just thought that it was all in my head. I was making it up until these diagnoses, um, before I, until I got diagnosed. And even then they're like, well, we don't really understand it. Um, it is terrifying for us. Um, we put, we'll push you away. They pushed me away. So I ended up becoming a drug addict because of it. And how, I'm now a recovering drug addict. I just want to point that out. Yeah. I'm not actually on drugs anymore. <laughs> no, no. And I saw that on TikTok. And how has it, how has it been from going from that addiction to, you know, recovering? How, how has it been? A struggle. Like every day, like, don't get me wrong. I, Every day, because of the battles in my head, it's, a lot of people don't want to face that. They just want to make it numb or go away. So they will turn to an addiction like narcotics. They will turn to gambling. They will turn to um, they'll turn to anything to try numb how they feel inside because they don't know how to control their emotions. And I've spent the best part of four years now. And basically ripping, being in a room, ripping myself apart, ripping bits of me apart, tuning to, tuning bits of myself to become a better person. Um, and that's down to at least four friends of mine um, that I have close enough to me, and they are more, they are, they are extremely like family. 
Um, I know if I pick up the phone and say, mate, I'm just about to have a meltdown, they'd be there in a heartbeat. And I wish I could do that with my family. But obviously my family still think for many years that I'm I'm still on I'm still a drug addict. So um no matter what I say, they'll never believe me. So it doesn't really um uh, it's hard to prove when you have been an addict that you're not anymore, but your family won't give you the time of day to believe you either way. How was lockdown? Obviously, you know, lockdown was a tricky time for all of us and obviously you saying, you know, when you were in that dark patch, that would have been around lockdown. Do you think lockdown made it worse? A hundred percent. Especially when you've got family members that, like like I said, don't want to accept the fact that you need some serious help or you just need someone to be there. A lot of fam, um, lockdown uh, mental health went through the roof of lockdown, especially when it comes to relationship breakdown and you couldn't leave, you couldn't go anywhere. So that made everything a thousand times worse. Um, not being able to do your data. Like the problem with people with mental health is they generally have routines. And if they can't do them routines, it, it yeah, they end up um, not becoming very well, shall we say. If somebody, say, was going for your situation um and they were really struggling, what what would be your one bit of advice to them? Um, my bit of advice to anyone struggling is um, you do need to find like someone that you can rely on. Um, uh, it doesn't matter whether that's a friend, colleague, um, a family member, or, or a complete stranger. Um, it's kind of the reasons why I started the TikTok Live is so people... Like I've found hundreds, hundreds of people that don't have anyone or have anyone to turn to, and that is a release for them. Um, just to be able to, to come and talk, they don't they don't necessarily want to talk about their issues. They just want to talk about why they're struggling and what they can and what we can do is just it's easier if you can the first step is being able to talk about your issue and what's going wrong, and that believe it or not, will stop a lot of people going that way and going into a psychosis. It's just a conversation. Yeah. And if they are proper struggling, then there is obviously numbers that are out there. But at that time in the morning is when people most struggle. From like 1, 1 a.m. right through till 7, 8 o'clock in the morning is when people you'll find can't pick up the phone. Their, their loved ones are sleeping or... Mm they're generally on their own um, and people with anxiety, depression, they just need someone to talk to. Everyone just needs someone that they can rely on and talk to. To It doesn't matter what it's about. It could be about the silliest thing, but that silliest thing to, 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 to someone might mean the world to someone else. As long as we, as long as people understand that, then yeah, we'll, we might actually be able to get somewhere. For people who are listening, thinking, well, actually, you know, I don't know even what half these things are. So, what? How would you describe um, your mental health condition? I mean, if you don't mind sharing, you described an amazing analogy of to me not. earlier. This is the reason why I'm doing this. You shared an amazing analogy with me earlier. Would you mind sharing that? Or yeah, of course. Um, so, um, having a multiple and split personality 
with um, with schizophrenia and bipolar type one with autism. Like I said, um, my my psychiatrist used this analogy, and she's been using it for a long time now. Um, it's like waking up every morning looking at a Walker's multi bag of crisps and never knowing what flavour you're going to be. And to a lot of people, that is terrifying. Um, but yeah, I've I've learned to come to terms with it. I've learned to battle my demons. Um, the demons are always going to be there, 100%. But it's all about coping mechanisms. And mine's talking to other people that are struggling like myself. It's just a connection that we're not scary people. We're not trying... We don't want to hurt other people. We are just generally trying to trying to do what's best for us and a lot of people especially with autism and mental health find it extremely hard to explain how they feel and they feel numb inside 99% of the time and they don't want to talk because they don't feel comfortable enough to talk or they feel like they're going to be judged or persecuted or pushed away by a family member if they do talk so that becomes a real struggle in itself Mm. and that's when you start wanting to hide your emotions and mask who you are and that's when you end up becoming a completely new person and for anybody you know that is struggling and does want to reach out for help have you found anything helpful any sites or resources personally um when i when i'm struggling myself i'll go for a long walk i'll go for a run um i like to do my fitness um, I do a lot of weights, um, I do a lot of running, um, and that helps me with my side. It's not going to help everyone, but that's that's the things that I focus on. Plus, I have um, three kids. I have two beautiful daughters and a son. Um, and, yeah, I focus on my girls um, for, the, for reasons that uh, they deserve to have a happy dad they deserve to have a dad that wants to have to go to a park they he wants to roll around he wants to play but when you struggle with mental health you're not that person um and it is a proper struggle and i have noticed like within myself over the years that um you you don't want to become that fun funny dad that's rolling around on the floor um hurting himself just to make his kids smile you you know you you become like just gray shall we say um and you lose all emotion towards everything and it's taken me a long time to get that back but do you think now you've got that back? Do you, you, I suppose that that was a real release when you suddenly found when you suddenly noticed one day, you know, wow, you know, I'm in a much better place now. It is. It's all about the decisions and choices you make as well. Um, I spent a lot of my time bouncing between homeless accommodations, friends' sofas. Um, renting rooms um, because I didn't ever feel comfortable. Um, now I'm in a place where I am comfortable. Um, I the two, the two people that I live with are absolutely incredible. Um, if I ever need to talk to them, I literally just walk out my bedroom and walk into a sitting room and they will, they will pause the TV, they'll sit there and listen and they'll give me the best advice. 
So I've got those. I've got, like I said, my four, my four other friends that I can turn to at any given time, and they will be there a hundred percent. And it, it's taken me a long time to to pick, like, be able to notice who your actual friends are. And like I said in my lives, um, your friends that just want to get you to go out and do all the things that you used to, they're not really friends. Friends will want to keep you safe. They want to stand by you. They want to make sure you're happy. They, they, These people are the ones that will text you in the morning to make sure you're okay. I Yeah, and, you know, I, I really... Um have appreciated you coming on but there's one last question um that if you could tell your 12 year old self one thing what would you tell your 12 year old self i I tell my 12 year old self um to not hold it not mask my emotions um and learn to control my emotions um look at the world as it is and not try to be someone you're not the problem is when you have mental health um you try to be like everyone else you try to fit in and that is more damaging um because the problem is you've got things like um instagram youtube um and a lot of these people are like filtered so yeah to go back I was my 12 year old self and not try to be something I never was and always be true to myself which is something that I am now at one with yeah well thank you thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your experiences it you know it means a lot and yeah, so if anybody wanted to find you on TikTok, where can they find you? So on my TikTok, it's just at Dave Johnstone. Um, I'm, I've not used any other name, just at Dave Johnstone. Um, it's me in a stitch onesie um, with obviously stitch being pulled over my face. Um, so yeah, if you, you're you more than welcome to come and check me out. I am a way to start an Instagram soon for mental health awareness, doing as exactly what i'm doing on tiktok is to reach out to more people um so yeah if you want to if you want to come and have a look and you want to join my lives or you are struggling with mental health yeah please feel free i'm on from two o'clock in the morning right through till six seven o'clock um so yeah just at dave john stone amazing thank you so much and everyone i will see you next time for another epic podcast thanks for watching (laughs) 